Welcome. We thank you for listening with us today. We ask that you please stow away and secure all important items. There are no emergency exits. So, just sit back, relax, fasten your earbuds, and enjoy. Local news to report right now. Uh, there was a plane crash uh, in the Gulf, uh, and they just had a press conference at the Pasco Sheriff's Office uh, that a passenger on the plane, one person died. It was the, it was the person flying the plane. That was uh, Roy Halliday. Just moments before disaster. What the f***? Witnesses told TMZ Sports a pilot was quickly climbing and diving. Then suddenly, no mayday call. Roy Halliday's plane banked sharply, then went into the water. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny to Informing. And now, without further delay, your host, John Hannon. guys thank you again for joining me thank you thank you if this is your first time listening and you don't know where you're at this is funny to informing i'm your host john and um i'm by myself today john solo and um the intro tracks brought to you by www.bensound.com and um today it's going to be a little different there's going to be no commercials and it might be a little bit smaller of an episode um no digi hears nothing like that um i was thinking about starting a new segment uh, it's going to be kind of containing, um, like it, it involves an individual and I'll, I'll get into it in a second, you know? Um, but you know, to this week's been a good week. Um, I've been doing a lot of different things. I went on to entering the black hole with Rick and Anthony. That was a really good time. And then we did uh, an episode for my show. If you haven't listened, it's the last one that was out. So go give that a listen. Um, you know, and funny to informing now available on Google play, um, uh, iTunes and uh, also like Castify and Castbox.fm and all of those other ones, but yeah. So I was I've been staying busy entering the black hole with Rick and Anthony. Like I said, they did an episode of mine, and uh, I've been trying to prepare for over the weekend. I'm going to be going to the Twisted Ten podcast, and uh, that should be a lot of fun. I have my list ready to go. Just need to tweak up some information, and I I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a good time, and. Um, so yeah, I've been staying busy. I found myself a job. If anybody has been like keeping up with that, I uh, yeah. So it's going to be a good opportunity to make some more income again, and you know at least at least until something you know more stable comes along or you know what have you. But you know, and something might snowball out of the job. You know, opportunities come with these things. So you know, maybe I can work my way up or something like that. But it you know, nonetheless, I'm excited. But uh, okay, so I'm going to get down into it right away. But you know, like I said, no digi hears, no um, commercials. This is just going to be. It's. Uh, it's. I'm thinking of starting a new segment. You know, pretty much, and I don't know the name or what I would call it or anything, but it pretty much just highlights one person, and um, it. It's probably not going to be on so much the funny side um, because what makes it um, pertinent or you know relevant anyway is um, like the fact that they pass away. So it's somebody who lived a very impactful life, but passed away and, um, you know, and then just a way to honor them or remember them. And, you know, I'll pick different people every single time, try to pick people that 
you know, a mass group knows, you know, I'm not going to pick Aunt, Aunt Rita from up the street, you know, but I will, you know, try to give some relevancy and some people that uh, everybody would know. But um, and then today I wanted to talk about one person individual uh, individually and, um, you know, because he had a kind of an impact on me more or less. So this is, you know, my, being my first one, it's kind of a more selfish one. But I, um, you know, I, I do think a lot of people are going to miss this man. So let's just get right down to it, shall we? And Halliday starts out his major league career by striking up. Roy Holiday. Well, first things first, we're going to ask ourselves, who is this guy? Um, and uh, he was born Harry Holiday the third in Denver, Colorado, uh, May fourteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. That would make him 40 years old to this present day. He, um, if you're not familiar with who he is, he was a baseball player, famous um, MLB pitcher, you know, so he was um, on the mound more or less, you know, not much of a hitter, but uh, you might hear the plane flying over in the background. So just uh, disregard that. It's kind of in poor taste, too, with the with the article that I have in front of me in retrospect to the planes flying in the background anyway. Um, uh, but his nickname is Doc and um, he was given the nickname at you know very early on in his life um, and he started his career in Toronto for the Toronto Blue Jays he got drafted there in 1995 didn't end up playing his first game until 1998 his first professional game anyway uh, until 1998 and uh, so three years into getting drafted but what makes it phenomenal is he his second start. He played his first game, did really well, and then he had his second start where he held the Detroit Tigers to one hit and almost got a no hitter. And a no hitter is a big deal in baseball. They're they're pretty rare, you know. They're you know, every now and again somebody will get a no hitter, but you know, it, it is what it means. It's pretty much you don't give up a single hit to the other team, but a no-hitter is different from a perfect game. You know, perfect games are a little bit harder to get because in perfect games, you can't walk anybody. You can't, um, you know, the people can't get on base because of error, you know, but a no-hitter, they can get on base through error and it not count as a hit or you can walk them. And since they're not getting a hit, you know, then they can get on base. So there is a little bit of a difference. One's a little bit more rare, the perfect game being the rarest. Um, But... Yeah, so his second start into his career, he had a one-hitter. You know, he was, I believe he had almost every single out. Of the 27, I believe he had 25 or 26 until somebody uh, hit a home run on him, you know, and then they ended up winning the game 2-1. to one. So his one hit was for, for a point, for a run. But, um, you know, so that's, that's how you knew, you know, that you were going to have a pretty good player on your hands, you know. And... Um, Geez, I don't know if that's another plane or not, but good Lord. Um, so the Toronto Blue Jays knew that they found a pretty good ace with Roy Holiday, Doc Holiday, And, um, you know, in, in terms of, like, his career, he only played on two teams. So he was, um, he was pretty dedicated to the teams that he was playing for. And, um, 
you know, I think why it kind of pertains to me a little bit is I'm a Phillies fan, and he's played for, one, the Toronto Blue Jays, and then he went over to Philadelphia Phillies, and, um, you know, he spent, like, I believe, what was it, uh, 13 years, 12 years with the Toronto Blue Jays, and then he spent four with the Philadelphia Phillies to span for 16 years, um, and uh, he he was just he in terms of his baseball his skill he was very 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 good at what he did he 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 crafted himself into a I guess you could say he was like a perfectionist um, you know and of the 16 seasons his career record was 203 and 105 so he almost doubled his win to loss ratio you know and uh to play over 300 games and win over 200 of them is a a really really good feat uh and uh you know his era his average if you're not familiar with era it's um your earned run average so it's pretty much how many runs you would give up in a game you know or during the duration of you you being playing uh and his era for an average was 3.3 so it's kind of like you weren't going to get too many runs on him, you know, if he was pitching. So anytime he was on the mound, you know, the other team would just be, ah, shit, here we go again. You know, we're, we're going to be in for a long day. And it was known. Um, but, you know, for me, he, he was so much fun to watch. And, um, you know, he was really, really good at what he did. Like I said, he was a perfectionist. Um, when he retired after 16 years, he was 36 years old. So he retired in 2013, which was four years ago. And then, you know, like I said, to the current date, he would have been 40 years old. Um, and he stood at 6'6", 225 pounds. He was really sh- um, kind of shattering records, you know, in terms of like awards that he's won. He won um, the AL Cy Young Award in 2003. And then he won the NL Cy Young Award in 2010. And, uh, you know, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with the Cy Young Award, they give out two every single year, one to the best pitcher in the American League, one to the best pitcher in the National League. And Cy Young, you know, was one of those highly revered, um, highly revered uh, pitchers back then. So they named the award after him, hence the Cy Young. Uh, Man, these planes, these planes are killing me, you guys. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. If anybody knows the, the story that I'm putting out there right now, but it's it's really in poor taste that these planes are flying over, and I, um, you know, it's it's a little bit relative, but you know, I'll get to that point in a second, so you guys will see what I'm talking about if you haven't heard the article for yourself. But um, you know, in terms of his strikeouts, he had over 2,000 strikeouts, 2,100 to be exact, and uh, he, you know, when we were talking about no hitters and perfect games and stuff like that, he is right in that realm. And, um, you know, he's he's had um, a no-hitter, especially, which is extremely rare. He had a no-hitter in a playoff game for the Philadelphia Phillies later on in his career. He, uh, in the divisional series, he had a no-hitter, and, um, you know, that was extremely rare. So, And that was a lot of fun for me to watch as a fan. And, uh, and then he's had one perfect game for the Philadelphia Phillies, which is a huge memory, you know, in my book. Pitch. Hit toward third. Castro has it. Spins. Fires. A perfect game. Roy Halladay has thrown the second perfect game in Philadelphia Phillies history. He faced. 
faces 27 batters. He retires all 27. <laughs> so, like they just said, or like you just heard, um, that was the Phillies only their second time in in their career, you know, as a baseball team has this happened. And during my lifetime, that's the only one. So, you know, it, clearly I would remember it, especially being a baseball fan. But there is one thing, unfortunately, that Roy Holiday never had the opportunity to accomplish um, whether on the Blue Jays or the Phillies. As a Phillies fan, I've been able to live through it, but Roy Holiday has never had this opportunity. That's right. Roy Holiday has never won a World Series despite being as great as he is. He came onto the Phillies in 2010, and the Phillies won in 2008, and then he got drafted in 1995 by the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays won in, like, 1992. So he he kind of missed his opportunities by about two or three years in both aspects, but the guy was still tremendous, to say the least. Uh, so, you know... The guy was incredible. You know, people would regard him as a workhorse. And uh, the perfect example of him being a workhorse is, um, you know, one of his former teammates when he came over to the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, The Phillies had a second baseman. His name's Chase Utley. He now plays for the L.A. Dodgers, who were just recently in the World Series. So, you know, Chase Utley's a seasoned vet at this point. But when he met Roy Holiday... He, uh, and I'm quoting what he had wrote on Instagram. This is Chase Utley on his Instagram. My heart hurts writing this. I can still remember the first day we met. It was 5.45 a.m. on the first day of spring training when I arrived. He was finishing his breakfast, but his clothes were soaking wet. I asked if it was raining when he got in. He laughed and said, no, I just finished my workout. I knew right then he was the real deal. Thank you, Roy, for allowing us to witness what it takes to be the best. We all will miss you. So, yeah, so Chase Utley, you know, if you're not familiar with him, if you're not a baseball fan, if you're not a baseball fan, you're probably not listening to this at this point anyway, but uh, Chase Utley, he's a workhorse himself, you know. (coughs) Showing up at 545, you know, he's always the first one there, last one to leave, and that's what was so impressive to him about Roy Holiday was that, you know, he walked in there, and Roy Holiday was already done his workout. It wasn't even 6 a.m. yet, and he was probably going to do another two more workouts that day or something. You know, Roy Holiday, he didn't stop. Well, he wanted to be the best, and by God, he, he definitely got up there, you know. And uh, he, had a, he had a couple of really, really solid years of, you know, having over 20 wins, specifically the years he won the Cy Young Awards. Uh, but that's kind of an example of, you know, the type of teammate he was, you know. Uh, and then other players from the Toronto Blue Jays and, you know, older players from the Phillies all sent their condolences out. But, uh, what, but, what, but what happened? What happened to him, right? I know you're asking that at this point. I haven't brought it up. I just kind of glossed over his career a little bit and, you know, how it started. But what happened to him? And this is why it's in poor taste that these planes fly over. Because, you know, and guys, I do apologize for the planes just in this specific segment because, you know, I can't control them. But Roy Holiday, uh, earlier this week, was flying his Icon A5 plane. 
and um, it's a private plane. Uh, some describe it as a sports car with wings. And if you look at pictures, you can see the interior of the car, and it does look like a like. Or I see, I, I just said car. It does look like the inside you know, of a car, you know, but then lo and behold, this, you know, this fucking thing can take off and fly around, you know, and, but he, uh, he reached recently purchased an icon a five and, uh, he was flying around and, um, you know, some of the reports and there's, there's some video floating around on the web, um, you know, kind of hinting at he was, he was driving pretty recklessly, which, you know, you look at the videos and you got to agree with it. You know, there was even certain times like, um, like on his Twitter page, even he would, you know, post almost like directly related to that careless, you know, type of flying. He uh, he says in a, in a tweet from October 31st on Halloween, he says, I keep telling my dad flying the Icon A5 low over the water is like flying a fighter jet. And then he proceeds to talk about what his dad responded with. But you know, so that already kind of hints to you right there that he's flying low over the water. And uh, the, some of the videos you see, you know, before he crash lands is him pretty close to the water, him by himself. And, uh, you know, people, you know, filming him being like, what the fuck? What the hell, man? He's going to get himself hurt. Da da da. And lo and behold, he crashes and, and you know, kills himself. Um, but nobody it's very unclear whether it was a malfunction with the with the plane or whether or not it was a, you know, a, a careless act on Roy Holiday's part, you know, because from what I've been told, you know, he has flown a bunch before, you know, even like also to stay on his Twitter page, his Twitter says like in terms of his location, you know, it's not like Orlando, Florida, or it's not Hollywood, California, it's in the air or on the water. That is his location for, from Twitter. So I'm assuming he was flying a lot. You know, and then whether or not he would land in the water or whether or not he would just be flying around until he ran out of gas. That's what he was doing a lot of the time. But uh, and that wasn't to take away from his family life because he had um, two evidently beautiful sons and a wife that he cared deeply for. And I've, you know, people who were close to him have said he's only he's been nothing but an amazing family man, an amazing father, an amazing husband. So, uh you know, it's, it's extremely unfortunate, you know, his, um, from what I've heard also, his wife was trying to get him to not get the plane in the first place, you know, and, uh, cause you know, obviously because of situations like this, it can scare you to death, you know, and, uh, the loved ones are going to care about you, you know, that's just the way it is. And, you know, Roy Doc Holliday wanted to live life on the edge a little bit. So earlier this week at 40 years old, his icon a five, crash lands with nobody around him you know Ugh, excuse me he crash landed with nobody around him into the gulf of mexico into shallow water you know and maybe if the sh if the water wasn't shallow because it was like just off the coast maybe you know this situation would have worked out a little bit better but uh you know it was kind of close to saint pete you know that area uh here in florida um so it, it it was extremely unfortunate. Um, you know, my, my heart goes out to his wife, Brandy, and his sons, Ryan and Brayden. Uh, way too young. 40 is way too young to be losing a, a type of guy like this, a, a, a perfect role model, you know. And um, he, he was an eight-time All-Star. He played for just the two baseball teams. And when he retired in 2013... 
He left the Phillies, the Philadelphia Phillies. He left, signed a one-day contract with the Toronto Blue Jays so that he could retire as a Toronto Blue Jay, you know, which I understand spending 12 years on the team. He, uh, you know, had to go back and retire there. Players have done that time and time again. They'll just sign a one-day contract with the team they spent the most time on and then retire as that, you know, team. But, uh, you know, and he, he was just, just a workhorse, man. Just a workhorse that was just trying to do everything right, you know, and uh, perhaps he was living life on the edge. Somebody, there was actually an article that came out about a, a radio guy, uh, I believe it was from Boston or something, talking about, oh, he deserved it. Like, are you serious, man? Are you, like, like, yeah, he probably brought this on himself a little bit, but he did not flat out deserve it. You know, you have to you have to be a bad person to deserve anything unfortunate like that to happen. And Roy Holiday was the furthest from the bad person. You know, he was a coach for a U13 baseball team. So to, to make that argument or to, to be so unsympathetic to the situation is um, is extremely, extremely fucked up in my eyes anyway. Um, you know, but we, we, we lost a good one, guys. He was an eight-time All-Star of the of the 16 years. Half of those years, he was going to the All-Star game. And uh, he left behind two beautiful children and a loving wife. And um, that's really um, all you can say about it. Um, but like I said, I wanted to try to do this a little bit more, you know, commemorate these uh, people that I feel like have served a good purpose in life. You know, I don't know what I'm going to call the segment or whatever, but, um, you know, it's, it's, I just, when I heard the news about this, this, that he, his death is what inspired the segment for me because I did want to take time to appreciate him and more than just one little digi here, you know, and uh, so I, I, I had to, I had to. And, um, you know, I, I do want to wrap this up with one good quote from, from his Twitter page also. I think it's a great one. I don't know where he got it from, but, you know, under his um, Twitter tag, it says, Courage is not being fearless, but rather acting in spite of the existence of fear. And I think that's awesome because being fearless, that doesn't mean jack shit, you know, but going out there and having that fear, you know, means means you're human. It means you're human. But he, you know, act conquering that fear is everything you know what i mean because the fear is probably going to be there one way or the other if you're fearless it kind of to me would kind of speak to your character how you are as a person you know you're fearless because you you have no regard for your own life and possibly no regard for anybody else's you know it's um and then if people say oh no i'm fearless i don't i'm not i don't want i'm not afraid of anything that you're you're one you're either lying to, to act like a tough guy or you know two you're you're fearless because you just don't care. You just don't care and have no regard for anything yourself or others. But you know, so if you're fearless, it's I'm kind of insulting you right now. But you got to take it with a grain of salt because that's just the way I feel about it. But okay, um, that wraps it up for my segments today. Um, Roy Holiday, 40 years old, um, passed away. Uh, his Icon A5 plane went down at the Gulf of Mexico in shallow waters and. Um, that's all there really is to say about it. You will be missed. But um, one more thing before I go, though, I wanted to mention these Icon A5 planes. You know, just look up the pictures of them because they really are. They're these small private planes, really nice. You know, um, the interior looks amazing, fresh. You got to have money to have one of these things. But 
uh, this is the second crash that it's had. And there was actually a guy who drives them, like uh, test, test flies them, you know. And uh, his crash landed where he died, him and his passenger. There were two people in that accident uh, earlier this year. So I don't know if it was carelessness on Roy's part or if these planes have some kind of malfunction where they have to recall them. But uh, it is it is something to look into. The Icon A5 is interesting. It's an interesting, interesting plane. I didn't know there was anything like that out, you know. But when you have the money, why not, right? And I'm sure Roy Holiday was enjoying every day of his life since his retirement and everything that, you know, he was doing. And, yeah, uh, that's the only, it's the best way to go out. It really is doing what you enjoy doing. You know, and living life with a big old smile on your face every single day. So we, uh, R.I.P. Roy Holiday. Yeah, being a Phillies fan, I personally, I love you and loved uh, sharing the memories that you guys you created for our team. But all right, guys. Um, you know, check check Funny Two Informing out um, on Google Play or iTunes or Castify, Castbox, whichever. Blurberry, just the original hosting service. It's up there too. Blurberry dot com slash JD Podcast. Um, you know, I'm going to be back on Monday, hopefully with a little bit more lighthearted, um, topics and, uh, definitely get back into digi here's maybe try to get a guest in here, something like that. See what I can cook up, but you know, cause I do have some things planned for the future. Definitely some, uh, special guests coming on too. So keep an eye out for that. But, um, thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it this time because I know this was kind of a heavy handed, uh, heavy handed subject, uh, really, really dark um segment so thank you guys for listening i do appreciate you for sticking around for all of it and i will uh, see you guys on monday take care guys peace out